Seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show. How are you, everyone? You are going to be so excited today. We have TV star Connor on the show with us. In case you don't know who he is, he is a young youth leader in America. I say that because he's taken time to volunteer, stand up, and help other young people with disabilities who have been bullied or put down. I mean, he is phenomenal. He was on America's Got Talent. You probably saw him as he was doing the indoor kite flying. Um, I know him personally, and i got to tell you, he's just a wonderful young man, and we are so honored to have him on the show today. Welcome to the show, Connor Doran. Thank you. We're so excited to have you, Connor. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on the show. So, Connor, I know what everyone wants to know because I have a million people ask me already, and that is how the heck did you get to perform on America's Got Talent? Well, obviously, um, I had to audition. <laughs> um, it started, I, I looked it up online. The, the, there was, you could pre-register online, and it turned out that they had auditions in Portland, Portland, Oregon. So um, we sent in a video of where, we sent in a video to the producers and stuff. We didn't think we would hear back from ever again, you know. We knew that they get a thousand submissions a day, and we get, sure enough, we get contact back contacted by them saying we like your video we're very impressed um why don't you come down to audition for the show and so we come down to portland to audition for the show and they say like and we again we never thought we'd make it you know there were thousands of people there they and, you know, after flying, you know, the producers seemed pretty impressed. You know, they said, you'll be hearing from us in a week. And sure enough, we get a call saying, you're on the show. Come back to Portland to fly in front of those judges. And we, and we were very, very excited. You know, I got to perform in front of Howie Mandel, Pierce Morgan, and Sharon Osbourne. And everybody, especially Howie Mandel, you know, we I was a huge I am, I was, and still a huge fan of. And the fact that the stage was very small, you know, I never thought, you know, the judge would say, oh, that's not sustainable, you know, or you know, or I would get X'd or something like that. 
I never thought I would get all three S's and get sent through to Vegas, let alone the top 24. So, but that's how I performed on America's Got Talent. That is really a great story. You know that? Because, hey, young people listening, do you notice that he first took initiative to go on the website, find out how to do this? You know no one did that for him. He did it. That's why you have to have initiative. I always tell you, you can't wait for anyone to walk through that door and, you know, save you. You've got to stand up. You've got to have the initiative to try, no matter how your dream is. Look at Connor. What a dream to go from there to being on television. I mean, that is phenomenal. And, Connor, my question is, how the heck did you do that without being nervous? Well, that was <laughs> that one. I don't have an answer to because I was nervous <laughs> um, to go performing in front of those judges. Like you know, I could hear, I could hear. I was afraid that something would go wrong. I could hear the X's go off. Um, it wasn't, you know, the key to show no nerves. The key is you got to have confidence. You got to have the all right look. You know, I'm going to go, oh, I got no choice but to perform in front of these judges. You know, I'm not going to be able, I'm not going to back out. You know, there's a chance I can make it to Vegas. There's a chance I can get buzzed off stage and get booed. But, uh, you know, either way, I got to go for it. And that's kind of the confidence you have to have. Well, we have our first question for you from Debbie in Tampa. And the question is, Connor, this is so exciting. I saw you on America's Got Talent. My question is, what did the kids at your school say when they saw you doing this? Well, I kind of got the same reaction um, (laughs) from everybody else. Like, you know, oh, we saw you on America's Got Talent. You did really well. I had no idea, you know, kind of the kind of that reaction. You know, obviously it's been a year now, so obviously things have settled down. But but that was kind of that first reaction. You know, after you were on, I had tons of people call me because, as Connor knows, I live with epilepsy. I had, I was the chair of the National Board of the Epilepsy Foundation. I had people calling me, emailing me, uh, but I already knew about you, you know, saw you, but I had all these people, oh, this guy, this young guy on America's Got Talent is so phenomenal. Um, and, and it was really amazing, the response. And, uh, once again, I still don't know how you went out there and did that. I mean, it's nerve-wracking enough. You said in front of the judges. Connor, you were in front of thousands and thousands and thousands or millions of people watching the show. Well, the, here's, the, here's the thing. You don't think. It's a surprising thing, but when you're out there performing, you don't think about being on live TV. You don't think about being on national TV. You don't think about that. Because, as for me, I didn't even notice the cameras. I thought of it as a major performance. And I didn't think about being on TV. That's, I didn't notice, I didn't pay attention to that. My point, you know, I saw, I saw it like this. If I was able to impress those judges and to impress the audience, I'm able to impress those people at home. Yeah, well, that was a good way to see about it. 
And I, no. didn't, I didn't care whether I was on TV. I've done a lot of performances. You know, none of them have been on TV. None of them have been like, you know, my, my major America's got talent, obviously. But, you know, I, I've never done... I... I've never done, like, you know, I, I didn't pay attention. I, di- I didn't notice. And it's one of those things that, like, if you were to talk to any a- another AGT contestant, they would probably say, I didn't even notice the cameras, or I was oblivious. And it's a, pr- it's a surprising, it's a very surprising thing. Um, because, you know, you get used to it, you settle into it, and you could care less after a while. And the And that's the surprising thing as... You know, because if you were to talk to, you know, Jeremy, Future Funk, Michael Graham, they would probably all say the same thing as I did. You know, I don't tend to notice it's the cameras. Wow. That is amazing. Well, let me tell you what impressed me and thousands and thousands of people living with epilepsy. By the way, if you want to see him, go to YouTube. And, you know, Connor Doran on America's Got Talent, you will see him, you'll see him perform, you'll see him in front of the judges, and you will also see one other thing, and that's him talking about epilepsy, which, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do that, but he did, and I thought it was awesome. But that's what I wanted to ask you, Connor. What made you decide? that you were going to talk about epilepsy? Well, I think it was mostly the motivation. The um, I found something that works for me. You know, I've gone through all these, like, you know, effects to which epilepsy causes, like, OCD, anxiety, you know, and I assumed, you know, I kind of realized, I kind of figured, if I was having these effects, Maybe not everyone, because I can't, you know, say everyone, but a lot, but at least a lot of people must go through the same problems that I have. I found this thing that, you know, helped me. I don't know if it'll help you or not, but it helped me, so it might help you. Maybe it would. Maybe it won't. I I didn't know. You know, it was. But I but I assume that, you know, if it helped me, it's got to help at least some people. Well, that is, that is just awesome. Now, when you say it helped you, why? Like, what did you go through with the epilepsy? I think you said something about, did people make you think you couldn't achieve certain things, or what was it that happened? Well, you know, believe it or not, it was it wasn't kids. It was actually teachers. You know, it'd say, "I would be careful because of your epilepsy." You know, that kind of thing that I would get, and that just made me mad and depressed. <laughs> and that was kind of that was kind of the more thing I had to go through. You know, oh, you shouldn't be doing this is because of your epilepsy. You know, it's kind of kind of those. It's kind of about. It was kind of the limitation for me. That a lot of teachers, I should say, not kids, teachers, set. I mean, I get bullied, but you know, not because of my epilepsy, but because, you know, but as far as my epilepsy goes, it's teachers that usually, you know, that set the limits. And I know that's kind of a surprising thing, but you know, that's kind of the truth with me. 
And, you know, I kind of say otherwise. Just because I have epilepsy doesn't mean I can't do stuff. You know what, Connor? That is very sad, but it's true. Because there are too many adults that lower the bar. You should never lower the bar with young people. Because, yeah, I'm living with epilepsy, but I'm still Joyce Bender. And I could still, you know, accomplish many, many things, which I have. And Connor is living with epilepsy, but look what he has achieved in his life, which is phenomenal. So here we go. We have another question for you from Tony in Nebraska. The question is, Connor, I think it's really cool what you did. Um, have you ever been ashamed that you had epilepsy? And if if you have not, why would that be? I've never been ashamed of my epilepsy, no. And the reason why is because there's nothing to be ashamed about of having epilepsy. You know, I mean, I've never been, you know, I've never been, I've never felt like I was any different from having epilepsy. You know, I mean, I've definitely struggled, but I never felt like I was any different. And that's, that's why I've never been ashamed of it. You know, I never, I've never, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Wow. That, and that is the truth, isn't it? That is so true. I will, um, I will say, um, now that we're kind of on the subject, that my epilepsy causes OCD for me. And the OCD, I was kind of ashamed of my OCD because I felt like, oh, man, I'm a nutcase and stuff like that. You know, and I tried, and I was kind of in denial. I'm like, you know, my, my doctor said, you have OCD. My parents said, you have OCD. I'm like, no, I, no I'm not. No, I'm not. And, you know, after, you know, I kind of, over time, I kind of terms, I kind of, you know, did some more research. I'm like, you know, I'm not crazy. A lot of people have this condition. You know, nobody's crazy, you know. And, like, you know, and I was, you know, and I'm not ashamed of it anymore. And, you know, it's just one of those, you know, really, really annoying things that, um, you know, that's for OCD. I have been made fun of because of my OCD. You know, a lot of kids like to sneeze and cough on me thinking that it's funny. And and they think that's funny. Why? Well, they like to get my goat. They're kids. (laughs) They're kids thinking that it's funny. It's like, you know, they think it'll make me laugh or make me, like, you know, get my goat or whatever, it's, you know, it's just a lot of people are ignorant about it. They don't, they're not educated about it. You know, they don't realize what OCD can cause. And I'm guessing, because I have developed an OCD, that a lot of people with epilepsy have developed OCD or similar issues to that because maybe they're afraid of having another seizure. Well, actually, that's true. Epilepsy and mood disorders, uh, depression, um, or as you mentioned, OCD often go hand in hand. You know, these things do happen, and, you know, you're very courageous because you talk about it, and I think everyone should talk about it because, just as you said, it is, you know, a, uh, a hormonal or chemical uh, imbalance or a behavioral thing that happens through the epilepsy, but it is not that the person is, quote-unquote, 
crazy. Absolutely not. And if you want to know how courageous this young man is, he spoke in front of thousands of people with me, and he told the story of OCD and epilepsy and, you know, what it did to him and how he had to overcome people saying stupid things to him and doing stupid things. Um, You know, Connor, I hope you know that you are a role model to many, many young people with disabilities across the country. Thank you. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, you know, I'm still uh, having, you know, I still don't know what, like, you know, I still don't know, like, you know, I want to thank people, and I really, really, really want to thank people for, you know, for saying that and stuff like that, because I I didn't know, I mean, I didn't think that anybody would listen to me, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not, uh, as I I think I told you this before, I'm, I'm not some, I'm not the CEO of, you know, I'm just some kid. I'm not a politician. I'm not. I'm not a big name, a, and um, so I didn't think that anybody would listen to me. I'm just a person that has it, and I, I didn't think so. I honestly didn't think that anybody would listen to me. And Connor, you are somebody, and you are a name, and you will continue to be one. Here's an example. We got a caller on the line right now. To talk to you, uh, go ahead, caller. Gerald, hi, Connor. This is Gerald Homie, chair of the Bender Lead On team. How are you? Hi, Gerald. I'm doing pretty good. Hey, I wanted to call in. I know I met you briefly at uh, the Epilepsy Walk in D.C., and um, I remember I friended you on Facebook, and with, before I even got a chance to invite you, you joined the Bender Lead On team, uh, which uh, for those listening to the show, it's a group for students with disabilities uh, across the country um, to support them with things such as uh, support them for anti-bullying and things like that. And uh, perfect time for me to call in. You just give an example of what I'm looking at the Facebook page here now and uh, I see many many posts from Connor actually reaching out and helping a lot of students with disabilities all over the page and I know they really appreciate that Connor so I wanted to thank you so much for your activity that you do on there and uh, um, it's really much appreciated thank you hey Gerald I've had some of those young people ask me if they could get his autograph So, Connor, that gives you an idea of the impact you're having because now they have a voice. They have someone that has their back and will speak up for them, and that makes a tremendous difference. Don't you agree with that, Gerald? Absolutely. I've actually had a couple students uh, uh, that recognized you when you posted on their page that told me about it. Um, They communicate with me a lot on there, so you really have made a big difference uh, in the lives of those students that are on the page. So it's just awesome. Well, thank, thank you, Gerald. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Hey, Connor, so talking about bullying here, as you pointed out, it wasn't your your uh, epilepsy. It was the OCD where the kids at school bullied you. Um, how did you deal? How did you deal with that? What, what did you do to overcome that? Um, it was hard. Um, you know, I'm not going to deny that, but it, 
you know, it got to the point where I finally said, they're doing this so much that I'm able to control my OCD. Now that you guys have done this so much, my OC, you guys can't bully anymore because you did it so much. All you did was, all you did was make me immune to your bullying and scaring me of OCD. So that's what kind of, that's what kind of controlled the OCD. And, you know, now, um, now I, now I live a lot better, you know, and, and the epilepsy, as far as limits, you know, I just proved those people wrong. Yes, you did. You did prove them wrong. Because you are a champion for all of us. And, Connor, for any adults listening to the show, which there are many, because this show has a very large listening audience, I wonder if you could sort of let them know what is it like to be a teenager and be bullied? Like, how does that make you feel? Because sometimes adults don't realize how demoralizing that is and what that can do to you. It has a lot of effects. You know, I mean, um, it can, you know, I mean, it can cause a lot. It, probably, I guess the number one thing would probably be depression. That would probably be, you know, that would probably be my number one, um, like, kind of number one effect of bullying, depression. depression. And is it mainly because you think kids in school want to be accepted by their peers, or is it just that when people do that and you're in school and, you know, you're not an adult... Uh, that it just makes you feel as if you are inferior. Well, I think it's more because when you're my age, you still um, you still you still care what people think. You still care what people think about you, and you still listen to people. Um, I'm gonna like. If somebody was calling people names and stuff like that, they would get their feelings hurt probably because they would actually feel that way. You know, it's, you know, I mean, it's, I think a lot of kids want to be accepted, and I think they care about what they think, what other people think, which is not a reason. Everybody cares about what other people think. So when people call them, you know, uh, like, when people call them, like, you know, you're different because you have a disability... You know, I mean, they're going to think they're different because they have a disability. I mean, that's the, I mean, because they care about, what, they'll listen and they'll care about whether the people think, you know, they want to be accepted. And that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, that is really a hard thing to go through. And I hope all you adults understand that because we have to work to lift and empower our young people living with disabilities and we have to get them connected, just like that vendor lead on team page. The more people that are on there, suddenly young people that are being brutally bullied know, wow, I have a friend. I have a new friend. I have someone that looks up to me. 
Now, you know, many young people living with epilepsy, for example, they can have a seizure in school, have a tonic-clonic, better known to you as a grandma seizure, right in the hall. Uh, you can imagine then what they put up with when they finally are over the seizure. So, Connor, what advice do you have for them if afterwards they are constantly made fun of? You know, um, my advice, and it's, is don't listen to those people. You know, I mean, uh, don't listen to those people, and, you know, whatever they say, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. That's what you got to do. Well, that is great advice. Because you know what? Someday when you're older, you're going to look back on this, and you're going to say, and I worried about what they thought. I must have been really not seeing the light. And I am telling you, what you do is you get friends, because obviously they aren't your friend. You make friends. You connect with people. And I assure you, there are other young people across America that are going through exactly what you're going through, and just like Connor, who is really a national example, he is making a difference. He really is making a difference. And that is what we all need to do. We all need to stand up and have a voice and make a difference. Um, and here we have, by the way, we're on Twitter and Facebook and the Bender Consult website gets questions sent in. Um, so here we go. We have a Tony from New York. Hey, Connor, thanks a lot. Thanks for everything you're doing. It's really hard for me at school because I'm constantly ripped on and put down because of my disabilities. And, you know, thanks for standing up for us. It's hard sometimes. What do you do? to get courage when you feel down? Well, I try to look at the things that other kids couldn't do. You know, I mean, um, you know, when I'm feeling unappreciated or unaccepted, you know, I look at the things that other kids couldn't do, the you know, that other kids didn't do something that I feel proud of, something that I feel accomplished with, anything. Yeah, and I know something else you do. You do the kite. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, like, nobody in my school has been on America's Got Talent and traveling the, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like, you know, oh, that, you know, Whenever I'm, I'm usually last selected in sports, but I think, you know, I'm not, you know, worthless. Even though it's tempting to think that, you know, that's how, that's how I keep myself because I think of something, you know, that I've done that nobody else has done or, you know, something very, something, something to feel proud of to make, you know, I mean, that's how, that's how, you know, that's, what keeps my courage, and that's what keeps me, you know, feeling good about myself. Well, and you should. And just so you all know, I'm going to be his PR agent because any conferences, any big events that come up, 
this is the young man that I would recommend, and you can see why. He really is making a difference in America. And right now, you probably noticed we didn't go to the first break, but that's because I have so many questions coming in. But we will take a break, and then we'll be back with Connor. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't you go away. We'll be right back with Connor Doran. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. What a great show. We have... TV star, that's what I call him, Connor Duran from America's Got Talent, and a young man speaking up, he's a leader in America for youth living with disabilities who are bullied, who are put down, that don't have a voice, he does, and he's speaking up, and that's why I love him so much. And I think we have a caller on the line right now from Delaware. Yep, this is Stacey. Hi, Ms. Bender. Stacy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. It's so nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear you too. Yes, you have a question or comment for our guest today? Yeah, uh, Connor, I just wanted to tell you, I think it's amazing that all the advocacy work that you're doing, especially with the vendor lead on team, and 
I think that it's amazing that you were on America's Got Talent. I go to college, and I didn't have enough time to watch the show, but now I'm so upset, and I'm going to YouTube you just so I know exactly what you did on America's Got Talent. But I think that that's amazing. Uh, thank you very much. I'm very, I'm very happy that you, you enjoyed it. Um, I'm very thankful. I'm very you know what, Stacy, and everyone listening to the show, once again, all you have to do is go to YouTube, and when you go to YouTube, Connor Doran, D-O-R-A-N, America's Got Talent, and you can see his performance. You can see the judges talking to him. And, Stacy, I remember the first time I met you several years ago before you went to college when I met you in Delaware. Uh, you, too, had to put up with bullying. Isn't that true? Yeah, I had to put up with a lot of bullying. In school, in yeah, high school. a lot of bullying in school. Um, particularly, I'm visually impaired, and I also have a health disorder that I was recently diagnosed with. And um, it was—I didn't know that I had the health disorder until I went to college. And it was much more the health disorder that I was getting bullied for. But I also did get bullied for my vision impairment as well. And she is the most wonderful person. She is in college, and you know what she's wanting to do: work. With, in special education with young people living with disabilities. And, Stacy, what I wanted you to tell Connor is what difference do you think it makes in America for young people like you have been, who have been bullied having someone like him speaking up and taking a stand? I, it makes, I think it makes the biggest difference in the world. I know um, when, when I was in the Leadership Academy with you, Ms. Bender, we would have a whole session about talking about um, bullying. And it was just amazing because those people, those kids with disabilities, they might not want to speak out or speak up because of being afraid, being, uh, being afraid of the bullying escalating, how, whatever. But when they hear someone else speaking, about them, speaking out about it, it gives them a little glimpse of hope. And it's just amazing to see that. Well, uh, and you're amazing too, Stacy. Thank you, you so much. I thank the world of you. I still told you, remember, Youth Leader in America? Yep, I remember you that. Are. Here you are, Stacy, <laughs> as usual, taking a stand. Um, and I know we'll be hearing about you again. So, Stacy, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. See, Connor? Yeah. See what I mean? Definitely, I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're I mean, a popular I, guy, Connor. What? You're a popular guy. <laughs> yeah. So, Connor, when I, when I knew what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, when I know what, um, when I know, like, you know, I know what people mean by, you know, when they've been bullied and they see somebody else speak out and get bullied. I, I, you know, I can see where it's coming from because, like, you know, I, I used to. You know, you know. Actually, one of the reasons I was a big fan of Howie Mandel is because he openly admitted that he has OCD. So when I was diagnosed with it, he oh, um, he. So that's why you liked him so much. Well, not no. I mean, I mean, I know that's I not the only reason. Then. But I liked wow, for then. But like the when he told, but when he when I found out he had OCD, I'm like. Wow, you know, one of my idols has OCD too, and he's, you know, that's that's the, you know, I so I see, you know, a lot of, a lot of people were, you know, I can see where a lot of people are coming from because, you know, I come from there as well. 
Well, Connor, let me ask you. You have incredible courage. You you do. You you are very courageous. And and here you are, you take a stand, you speak up. I mean, if you could have seen him uh, in front of thousands in D.C., which I'll talk about in a little bit, but, I mean, you hear him right now. And, and, you know, here he was on national television talking about epilepsy, taking a stand. My question is, Connor, what has given you this courage to stand up and speak out. I know you also, by the way, just so you all know, he spoke to all these young people living with epilepsy at the National Speak Up, Speak Out conference. What has given you that courage? I don't think it's courage. This is so much motivation. Motivation to, I don't think it's courage. I honestly don't. I think, um, you know, because... I know where people are because I know that people, you know, must, you know, go through the same thing I do. I don't think, I think it's more motivation than courage. Well, what gives you that motivation? Um, you know, the fact that, uh, the fact that other people have, um, the fact that other people have had this, ha- go through the same things I do. They go through different medications, depression, anxiety, and, you know, it's the same kind of things that I have to go through. And, you know, I used to get, you know, depressed mostly because it's like, you know, you know, you got 50 million people with epilepsy and it seems like you guys, doctors, aren't doing enough. And it was kind of more out of an anger thing or depression thing. But, like, and, you know, I mean, you know, obviously, a, but... I, but that was but that was kind of thing that was kind of the motivation I'm talking about. So, like, so like you know I mean that was kind of the mo- that was that's kind of the motivation. But you're not afraid. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people. Yeah, they're motivated to make a difference, but they would be afraid to speak in front of so many people. You know, the way you have. What do you think that is? What is it inside of you that has given you that ability? Well, you know, I've had experience. I have had experience, like, you know, performing in front of other people. I've had experience speaking in front of other people. But, like, you know, to all those people that are not afraid, you know, listen, this is not like, you know, you're not speaking in front of Congress trying to, you're not, you don't have to be the President of the United States. You know, you don't have to be speaking, you know, nationally. You know, I mean, nobody's going to care, you know, if you stammer or mumble. As long as you, you know, I mean, you could have a written speech out. As long as, but people will know that, you know, as long as you just stand up there and say something. Yeah, that's right. Well, you did. You spoke at the National Epilepsy Walk and in front of thousands, over, what was it, 5,000 people? And you did a phenomenal job. He spoke uh, without a prepared speech. Well, actually, I think he had one. He didn't use it because he spoke. Yeah, I, ha- I, I usually I usually have one because, like, you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't like, you know, for kind of a guy, kind of a guideline thing. Well, I was with you, and you didn't yeah, use that I didn't guideline use thing. I didn't. I didn't it. use it, but like, it's kind of a it's kind of a guideline thing. So, like, yeah, I know. Well, my my question is, what did that mean to you? Speaking, you know, I mean, it meant a lot because I knew, you know, you know, I have no idea, uh, you know, I still, I still wrap my head around the fact that I made that big of a difference 
and you know the fact that you know I the the fact that you know I was you know able to you know make that big a difference it did mean a lot to me because like you know I still I still have trouble wrapping my head around I still can't believe it that's why that those are the words I was looking for I I can't believe it that you know so it did mean a lot to me yeah well you can believe it because you are making a difference and it is phenomenal so here we go. We have another uh, question sent to us from Cindy in Philadelphia, which I will read over the air. And the question is for Connor. Connor, what do you want to do in the future? Do you have something planned? Like, are you going to perform all the time? What would you like to do? Well, I hope to perform all the time. Well, I mean, I hope to perform. But, you know, I'm graduating in like a week. And I'm going to be going off to college. I'm actually going to be... I actually found this new interest I like. We actually investigate... Um, in, we're actually investigating, like, you know, um, certain things, like certain, like, like certain health issues, certain, like, you know, toxins and stuff that could be harmful to, like, you know, people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like doing medical work and investigating it. You know, it seemed like a really cool job to have environmental environmental specifically like you know kind of like have you ever seen the movie Aaron Brockovich yes like her exactly like that yeah <laughs> or you, someone for example that works for EPA or one of these federal groups PG&E. that goes out and sees you know what is this doing to people what what pollution is doing to people um, and wildlife that's what you're meaning yeah, you, that would be awesome. Well, what, do you know where you're going to go to school, Connor? No, um, <laughs> we. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But um, I did get accepted up to Evergreen State up in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, Olympia, Washington, mm-hmm. um, which seems kind of like my line of school. I also, uh, also either that or it's my local community college here. Well, wherever it is. I know that you'll be making a difference, and I know that we'll be keeping in touch with you because you're going to keep moving. There is no question about it. You're already known. Where do you go to school? You'll be even more well-known. <laughs> and there's no uh, doubt about I, that I, in my mind. Hey, if you're listening, you're a young person listening to the show, this is Connor Doran. He was on America's Got Talent um, he did the work with indoor kiting, kite flying. Um, and what is the correct way to say that, Connor? Um, indoor kite flying. That is correct. Okay, there you go. It's a miracle I got that right. And if you go to YouTube, Connor Doran, America's Got Talent, you can actually see him performing. There are several videos on there, and you'll see how absolutely beautiful it is. And we're going to be right back with Connor in just a couple moments. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. And by the way, we know all of you with disabilities in America have talent. We'll be right back with Connor. 
news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Everyone, welcome back to the show. At break here, I was just talking to Connor right now about his mother, Amy. I want to tell you, she is also a dynamo person. She's very caring, not just supportive of Connor, but of all young people. I mean, I have seen her on Facebook talking to other young people, trying to support them. She is truly a super person. So a special kudos go out to Connor's mother, Amy. A really great person, and we appreciate everything she's doing for us also. So, Connor, speaking of that, my question is, do you in life have a role model? Well, I, um, yeah, I mean, I have a, you know, I have a couple of role models. Obviously, my mom is one of my role models. Well, that's a you good know, one. I told you one of mine on the, you know, obviously on America's Got Talent, you know, the judge, Howie Mandel. Howie. Howie Mandel. Yeah, he was one of my role models because, like, you know, he had major OCD, too. He was very supportive of me on the show. Um, a, couple, a bunch of kite flyers who are uh, major kite flyers, are, who are major kite flyers in the kiting community, um, Scott Weeder and John Brassi, as well as a very a, a major professional kite team, Team iQuad, and you know, uh, you know, I, you know, they've taught me how, they taught me how to fly. Well, that is awesome. No wonder they're role models. 
<laughs> and so that's so those are all kind of those are all kind of I guess people that look up that I look up to in different all in different ways. But those are all the people I look up to. That is awesome, Connor. Again, Connor Duran from America's Got Talent. I think we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. Joyce, it's Rich. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, Rich, how are you doing? doing? I'm good. Connor, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. In case you don't know, this is our new superstar, who I take all the credit for, Rich Dennis, who is the new CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation. I'm going to make him wear a shirt that says, yes, I give Joyce Bender all the credit. (laughs) I already have one, Joyce. We're so lucky to have him, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Rich, what did you think about Connor at the National Walk and the Policy Institute? Well, I, you know, I was obviously impressed. I, I first of all, Connor, I appreciate you and your mom making the trip to Washington. But um, you know, when we when we go back to uh, Saturday night at the VIP reception, and you know, the fact that uh, you were so good getting up and and making a uh, a few comments to the audience, um, you know, and, and I'll tell you, the main thing, Joyce, I was just pleased that it didn't snow on Sunday at the walk because I wanted to see Connor fly a kite since I yeah. can't get a kite ten feet in the air. So. <laughs> The fact that you did that in a, a windy, cold, blustery sort of uh, strange morning, Connor, was impressive. But I, I, I think the most important thing was the, the PPI Kids Speak Up activity as well. Um, you know, when people see someone who's willing to, you know, stand in front of them and share their stories about uh, what they deal with with epilepsy every day, Joyce, and then show their talents, uh, especially talents that have been seen on national TV, it's it's just an impressive thing to see. And Connor, I actually called in and heard you say that your mom is one of your role models, and having met her in Washington, I certainly can understand why. And uh, I'm just thrilled with the success that you had on the show, and and actually, uh, you've taught me a lot about uh, flying kites indoors, which I never knew could even be possible. So it's been a pleasure to to meet you and and to uh, watch you in Washington. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for having me in Washington. Hey, Rich, if... uh you know, this walk is very impressive. If people are interested in attending the walk next year, and maybe we can get uh, Connor here to think about coming back, but if, if we can move forward uh, letting people know, will it be on the website? Yes, it will, Joyce. We're, uh, we're already getting ready for next year. We're trying to build on what we've done the last five years, and we will have something up and running very shortly on epilepsyfoundation.org. In fact, You've just given me the opportunity to uh, let folks know in the next 60 days they'll see an entirely new look on our website. And uh, things like the walk and how you can get involved will be much more clearly highlighted and uh, much easier to see and, and, and get involved in. So we'll have something on there soon enough. And, you know, our goal Instead of just to have uh, 4,800 to 5,000 walkers in Washington, our goal is in the same period of time to have 50 to 100,000 walkers across the country. Um, but uh, it's going to require a lot of work and logistics, but we're already beginning next year's plans, and you will be able to see something very shortly on the website. Oh, that is great. Before you go, Rich, you know, those of you listening to the show, we wouldn't have been able to do what we did, having a young man like Connor get up there and talk about his epilepsy and inspire all those other young people if we didn't have people like you helping us. Uh, Rich, if someone listening to the show wants to make a donation 
Uh, how do they do that? You can go on to epilepsyfoundation.org. It's really the easiest way to do it, Joyce. And there is a section on the front page there that does allow people to click on it and to make a donation. Um, obviously, you know, we greatly appreciate any donation that anybody can and will make to the foundation. We do a lot of good work, as you know, and, uh, you know, we're trying to take the Epilepsy Foundation to an even higher level. And, you know, we can't provide programs and services without uh, the funding and donations to do so. And believe it or not, a lot of folks feel that or may believe that it's the super large donations that make the difference. Well, I can tell you it's the grassroots donations that actually, you know, allow us to uh, to actually put people out on the street and do great things for people and, and really listen to them and understand what their needs really are so we can offer the best services available. But the ability to donate is on the website, epilepsyfoundation.org. Well, thank you, Rich, and thank you for your leadership, and thank you for calling in. My pleasure, Joyce and Connor. All the best to you, my friend. I hope to see you sometime real soon, okay? Definitely. All righty. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye, Joyce. Okay. Hey, Connor, if you had to tell me one thing that you felt was your greatest accomplishment, what would you say it was? Hmm. Well, obviously, America's got talent. Um I think America's Got Talent, you know, just the fact that I made it on the show at all. But also, I'm graduating with a core as a career endorsement, and I'm going off to college. So I think those, I know you said one, but I don't know what, I don't know. You can can mention more than one. Yeah, I think that's a great accomplishment, too. Um, what, What do you hope to do in your life? I don't just mean career-wise. I mean, what what do you hope you'll be remembered for? You know, I mean, probably remembered. It's look. It's I'll probably you know look back and say you know, well, you know, I was on, you know, I was on America's Got Talent. You know, I mean, I, you know, I was the, you know, I helped out with like you know the Epilepsy Foundation, those kind of things. Like you know. Those, that's what I'd probably be, that's what I hope to remember. Well, Connor, if you had a message to leave with our listeners today, what would it be? Well, the message would be probably, you know, epilepsy is nothing to be ashamed of. You can do anything. And don't limit yourself. Don't, don't list, don't, if you get bullied... You know, don't listen to those bullies. Bullies are bullies are jealous of you. That's and the you know you you're you are better than any of that. Prove them wrong. That would be my message. Prove them wrong. Well, you know, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a leader in America making a difference. So today it has to be from Connor Duran, who says, I have never been ashamed of having epilepsy because there is nothing to be ashamed of, says Connor Duran. Connor, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Well, it was a pleasure having you. I hope we have more young people like this in America. And listening to the show today, here's someone to inspire you. Here is someone that can be your 
role model. You have been listening to Connor Doran on America's Voice. Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. We are on voiceamerica.com. We will see you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.